This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally-focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. Taproot publishes a weekly tech roundup, sharing local headlines and upcoming events to help you stay up-to-date on what's happening in Edmonton's tech community. Subscribe to the Tech Roundup for free at taprootedmonton.ca. That's taprootedmonton.ca. Enjoy the show. We ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them. Bang them. Bang them. Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and we are also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Uh, you can find all those shows at cfpodnetwork.ca. I'm Andrew, and welcome back as we uh, have more things to talk about. Unfortunately, we have yet... Another loss to talk about, but we're going to have and try try and have some fun around that. Uh, we also have a fantastic guest, uh, so let's get right to it. Introducing the re- the usual crew uh, over in Turf District West, the one and only super fan Mike. Ooh, cheers! <laughs> that was like half gentler with the cheers. Neat. It was a handler. It was a handler. With- <laughs> sure. Was it a cheersler? What's going on? You know, happier, happier days. The spirit of Edmonton breakfast of 2018. (laughs) If only we had a 2015. Ah, Still tastes great. That would be a good one. Oh, we didn't go. I didn't go that one. So, yeah, me neither. Me neither. But uh, I, I, I was at the important game. Remember those games that we had when we used to win. I do, and how loud they were. Speaking of loud, how about the crowd at the soccer game? <laughs> wow, eh? It's been a long that time was... since Commonwealth has sounded like that. Speaking of 2015, yeah, the West Final. Ooh, yeah. good times. Yeah, well, one day, one day, my friend. I one know. Day. It will Until then, we have history. Correct. Yes, that's what. That's what, and thank yeah. goodness we have you. <laughs> that's that's right. That's the important part. I belong uh, in a museum. <laughs> uh, and welcome back. Uh, we're, we missed you last week. Thank but, you. Uh, I'm glad that you are back to uh, chat with us this week. Uh, also here yes. this week, once again, uh, you know, rec- probably I guess has recovered since talking to Joe. Uh, it is now one commissioner, Kayla, who's very festive this evening. How are you? I'm well. I never. I know Joe. He's all good. Yeah, well, as you said on the podcast, you're legit friends. 
Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta plug people out, and that's why we're friends. I don't pay attention to him whatsoever. <laughs> Legally binding. Exactly. That's how you do it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I I think you've you've really found found the key to success there. Uh, block him out unless you're talking right to him. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but thank you to Joe to coming on. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, we have an amazing guest this evening, and I, I, yes. I, I want to get right to him. Um, uh, joining us from uh, out east, so we, we've kind of covered all of the different spots now. Uh, it is one Quentin Eberts from Pay It Forward with Football. How are you doing, Quentin? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to be back. Absolutely. I, I think this is your third time on and uh, we're, we're always excited to have you here so that we can uh, chat all things pay it forward with football and, and kind of what you guys are up to. Um, but uh, before we get there, tell, tell me a little bit. Uh, obviously, you, you, f- you follow the team because this is where you got all started and uh, kind of what's, uh, what's your feeling on the year? What, as, as a fan first, uh, how are you feeling about the team and, and, and what do you think things need to happen? Yeah, obviously, you know, it's, it's been a tough year for sure, sort of from, from start to finish. I, I think what makes it uh, maybe even a little bit harder is the fact that we're not really used to this, right? I mean, it's uh, the organization is, is the history speaks for itself, right? And, and, and to be in the situation we are today is, is uh, certainly not ideal. Um, but, but like I say, I've, I've had a few conversations with some other people about this and you know, one thing that kind of a, a model or a way that I live my life is, is along the lines of your current situation is not your final destination, right? So, um, you know, things are not ideal today, but that doesn't mean that it's brighter days aren't coming because I believe there are. And I know in the last couple of games, the team has sort of responded in a positive way, right? I mean, the results weren't there, but I think, um, you know, the effort is there and and you're starting to see some some people fit into roles that, uh, that might roll over into next year too. So, um not ideal, um, but like I said, I think it's uh, brighter days are coming. So I'm looking forward to those for sure. Yeah, I think I think we all are. I, I I agree with you though. At least we'll have a couple of positive things to talk about tonight when we talk about last yeah, week's game for sure. So that's uh, that's kind of a nice spin to have. Um, let's talk about pay it forward with football a little bit. Um, just you know, so everyone kind of remembers, um, this is a, a charity that you and your wife started, uh, basically in getting some people nominated to try and experience and be part of the football community. But, uh, tell us a little bit about, again, about how it started and kind of where you guys are at today. No, absolutely. For sure. So we started, uh, back in 2019, uh, my wife, Samantha and I, we kind of you know, we've been season ticket holders for a long time. Myself, personally, I've been going to games since I was, I don't know, seven or eight years old. So going back to the mid-80s type of thing. And it's always been a part of my life growing up and into my adult life. And and then meeting Samantha and started dating and started going to games that way. And, um, you know, sort of our relationship sort of grew through that. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but Sam is actually born and raised in Calgary. So, um yeah, so that was an interesting sort of start because it, it took some uh, coercing to get her to, to come to the right side of the of Alberta. But um, um, marriage, my goodness. Yes, yes. So, but yeah, so you no, know, she came around and, and uh, we ended up uh, getting married. And you know, we've had so many sort of cool moments happen at the stadium and, and with the team. And and uh, we, in 2011, we got engaged on, at Commonwealth Stadium 
Uh, it was during the uh, the practice week between the Labor Day game and the Labor Day rematch. And uh, phenomenal, one of the best moments of my life for sure, bar none. And um, so that was fantastic. We have two amazing kids. Our son, Tennyson, is six. Our daughter, Riley, is three. We announced uh, that we were pregnant with both of them at Commonwealth Stadium. And then uh, back in 2017, we were fortunate enough to win uh, a fairly large 50-50 jackpot. And once that happened, we kind of took some time to, to talk about it amongst ourselves. And, you know, we sort of realized that there were so many great things that were happening to us um, through football, through the organization and at Commonwealth Stadium that we decided, hey, it's, it's time to start giving some of this back. So that's sort of how the idea of paid for the football came about. We wanted to, we're really big on spreading kindness. Uh, kindness is sort of uh, rooted in sort of our lives and, and what we do. Uh, so we wanted to tie that together with football and we came up with the idea of pay it forward. So um, in 2019, we started sending people to games where we asked people to send us nominations of somebody or family um, who they would like to nominate. And we left the reasoning up entirely up to them. Um, and we got some fantastic nominations. We weren't, we weren't really sure, to be honest with you, what we were going to get um, in that regard. But um, it, it was the whole, the whole gamut from everything you can think of. Um, so it was, it was an amazing experience. Fast forward to this year, obviously, 2020 was a little different because of the cancellation of the season. Um, but earlier this year, March, we actually officially became a registered nonprofit organization. Uh, so we're super proud of that. That's going to enable us to grow, uh, reach a bigger demographic, um, do some fundraising things that we we couldn't do before. Because quite honestly, Samantha and myself were, were we were we were funding the whole uh, program from 2019 up to this point. So um, starting to ask uh, ask for help in that regard. And you know, Donfield, the uh, the games obviously haven't gone our way, but. When you talk to the people that we've actually been able to send to the games, they couldn't care less about that. It's uh, the experience has been amazing. Um, the people who have sent us the nominations are they're grateful for the opportunity. So um, the experience has still been pretty cool. Uh, results aside, on the field for sure. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, I love hearing the story over and over again. I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, when I grew up, I want to be like you, so I decided to go with the same hairdo just to see if I could get. <laughs> get close but uh trailblazer yeah. <laughs> we all have to do that <laughs> uh, uh i have something to tell you tomorrow mike i don't know if you do that or no oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, you know i can make it work i don't know if everyone on this podcast is going to be thrilled but you know well that's fair it's fair but it's it's still be <laughs> still be fun right come on now uh oh my uh needless to say um now quentin we also had you on because uh, i announced last week or we talked about it on the pod that uh, you were having a, a stuff a wallet um initiative that's going on here so uh tell us a little bit about that because uh that to me is an amazing idea and and we definitely want to be part of it and support it no, for sure. So last year at, at Christmas time, or just prior before Christmas, we started talking about something that we could do to help give back at Christmas time. Um, obviously, with COVID happening, and there, there's um, there, there's a lot of hardship, and there's a lot of people that are not in a good place uh, in many ways right now. So we wanted to do something at Christmas time. So last year we came up with an idea called Family Christmas, and uh, the idea of it was very similar to the games where we asked people to send us nominations of a family that could use some help at Christmas. 
and uh, we got a ton of amazing nominations. We picked an amazing lady, and uh, we actually reached out to um, to uh, uh, to the public, right, for help. And and uh, so we found out that this particular family was was fairly large. There was eight people in this family, so we were able to collect uh, some gift cards, some cash. Um, we got Christmas lists for all the kids. We were able to to, to purchase uh, Christmas gifts for for all the kids, and and uh, we were able to deliver that uh, shortly before Christmas. So that was amazing, amazing experience. We we raised um, somewhere in the neighborhood of about twenty five hundred dollars altogether. Um, awesome to give to this family. So yeah, she, it was it was amazing. Um, so fast forward to this year, we wanted to do something similar for Christmas. Uh, Christmas is coming. Uh, we, we decided we tweak it a little bit and we decided to call it stuff a wallet. So what we're doing is we're asking people um, for two things. One nominations again. So uh, people can go to our website, paidforwardfootball.com and send us nominations of uh, in an individual or family. Um, and again, the reason could be entirely up to them. Uh, and the other part of that is we're asking for donations. So there's two things that we're looking for. Uh, one is cash. So cash is always king. You can donate cash through our website uh, as well. Uh, there's just a, there's a quick link to, to do that. Uh, and the other thing we're looking for is gift cards. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, Samantha and I were looking through one of our cupboards and we came across a bunch of gift cards that we've been sitting on for, I can't remember, I don't even know how long. And um, so we'd forgotten we even had them. Um, so that kind of, that kind of spawned the idea. So uh, we automatically donated them to, to the stuff of wallet. And, and we're thinking that people might be in similar situations where they might even already have a gift card that they have tucked away somewhere that they've received two or three birthdays ago or whatever the case and would be willing to donate it. Right. So, um, once we get everything collected cash and gift cards, we're going to literally put it into a giant wallet and, uh, we're going to deliver it to, uh, the recipient shortly before Christmas. So that's, uh, that's where we are today. We're excited about it and it's, it's coming quick. Holy man, we're, we're a month away from Christmas. It's, it's hard to believe. <laughs> oh, that that is so awesome that is so awesome and uh i <clears throat> i i can't talk enough about how much i like this idea and and how excited i am to contribute to it and uh to make sure that that we're a part of it so and i, I just wanted more people to hear about it that's why i thought uh, i we should have you on to talk about it um now, before we, we set up here, you were saying that uh you you also have you m- might have something that we could give away on the show Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. We have um, three, I don't know if you can see these, but uh, three Tim Hortons gift cards. Uh, so they're $20 each. Uh, so we are happy to donate them to the show tonight. So um, I don't know, you can, however you want to give them away to Andrew is up to you, but uh, happy to donate them because you guys have been big supporters of ours this whole time too. And we're super, super grateful for you guys as well. So happy to donate them to the show tonight. Well, thank you. And, uh, and we want to spread kindness too. So, uh, my, my thought is, is that, uh, anybody who shares the link to the show, um, and, or subscribes on YouTube, then, uh, we're going to enter you into a draw and we're going to next week. We'll draw three names. And, uh, but I, I do want people sharing the show cause I want this to get out and I really want stuff a wallet to do well. So, um, awesome. if, uh, if, if you, if you want a chance at a Tim Hortons gift card, then, uh, share the show. We'll, we'll throw your name in and next Monday night on YouTube live, as, uh, Joe, Jed would say, we will, uh, we'll draw three names and, and we'll get you a $20 Tim Hortons gift card. And thanks for donating those, buddy. That's awesome. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. We appreciate you guys' support. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you have it from all of us for sure. So, so let's uh, now let's talk about our game from last week. Uh, it's all was all fun and games until now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we will. Yeah. Uh, all right. Another loss. Uh, Elks fall twenty nine twenty four to the Riders of the Rectangle. Um, but I think there was some more. <laughs> Very well done. <laughs> Mike is just ready to boo it all. Um, yep. Let's start with some goods, though, because there were some goods in this game. Uh, there were Quentin, some goods. Yeah. What, uh, what, what jumped out for you? Walter Fletcher. I think uh, that, guy's, uh, that guy's a baller. He's, uh, you know, I, obviously he's got athletic abilities. He's... Uh, Young guy, um, maybe he's contributed a lot to the offense, contributed to the team, and I think he's he's just, he's got the right mindset. I think I don't think he's letting any of the sort of noise that's going on right now around the team or around the organization. I, I don't think it's phasing him. I think he's just he's come up north to play ball, and that's what he wants to do, and it's and it's showing on the field. So I think uh, that was definitely a, a big positive for sure. Absolutely. For me. Uh, it mm-hmm. was for Mike too, because he's like a running back, yay! <laughs> but, but Mike, now we're gonna have you... three this game. Well, that is, doesn't that does that increase the chance of wishbone? Oh, it's got to. <laughs> Just has to, right? <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. All yeah. running backs. <laughs> That's right. In a while. I hope that happens while I'm sitting beside you watching this game because it'll be very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a wild there will be a wishbone dance yeah oh, oh. i don't know what that is yet okay i'll but make there sure will that be. i'm ready to record okay anyway uh positives <laughs> yeah. for you in this game super fan I, I had a few actually um i'm sure most of us uh could find a, some good things in this game um i think uh nafis lion has just had an absolutely phenomenal last couple of games uh two interceptions in two games uh, we don't really even notice that Jonathan Mincy Jr. has been missing uh, in this game. And that's no slight to Mincy at all. It just shows how good Lyon has been, I think. Um, and that, I mean, when you can find a guy who can be a corner that can frustrate someone like Shaq Evans two games in a row, that is a keeper for sure. And the other guy I want to sort of key in on is probably not as obvious, and that is someone who got their first ever pro touchdown in this last game, and that's Tanner Green. We actually yeah. had two fullbacks, both of whom were at one point with Edmonton getting their first touchdowns, pro touchdowns, with Alexandre Dupuy as well. I mean, it was against us in this case. But uh, like I said, Tanner, I mean, you got to think nobody was happier at that point. I mean, someone who is the backup fullback getting to get in there and catch a pass and, and go in for six. It was uh, very exciting to see, and I was just thrilled for him. Always nice to see a 27 score. That's the That's right. Part. Yep. It's like, look at that 27 go in. And the best part look was... Look at him go. Mine was on a delay, so you, you text me. He's like, Tanner! And I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> there it is. Okay, great. That was fantastic. <laughs> but uh, no, that that's that's awesome. That I 100% agree with you. Uh, Kamish, what do you got? That's... Funny you say a few things. I actually have a list of all positives. I have Good like for you. I, I have like one thing actually bad, bad. And I'm like, I love this. I love making this note because it's so positive. <laughs> so 
I don't want to like take away, but I agree with um, Nafis. I nicknamed him the Beast Lion. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. I actually had Zach Evans, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, I totally agree with that. I agree with Fletcher. Um, a couple of things that I actually wanted to, to bring up was, you know, first off, wham, bam, thank you, man. We got a touchdown within like the first seven minutes. And went on to then score each quarter, which is mind-blowing for me. Um, Kwaku finally got a sack. Like, what a lift that must be off his shoulders. So congrats to him. And we know, we know how talented he is. And it's very frustrating for fans to watch. I can't imagine being inside of his head because he is a talented, gifted guy. And for him to have a rougher season, is it's, it's not fair. Um Bias-wise, I loved how Tolliver played this game. Two TDs. He had that silly, silly penalty on the special teams tackle, the horse collar. But, you know, I've been a fan of his from the beginning, him and Cornelius' chemistry. So I was really happy to see him have two TDs, kind of an explosion of a game for him. But I think the most thing I took away from this is how you could tell who wanted to be on the field and those rookies were not going to take this lightly and they were going to make it happen. And even though we didn't win, you could see that fire and that passion ignite. And I love how it was coming from the young guns. And it just proves what this team could have after some of our vets are gone, possibly. And again, like you said, not to slight Mincy or anybody else, but you see that fire and we've been missing that all season. And it was such a pleasure to, well, I was listening to it, but it finally, that's all I wanted was a game where they actually put in the effort and they wanted to win. You could actually tell they wanted it, this game. It didn't happen, but look out Toronto. If they bring this energy to the next game, who knows? Who knows guys? Who knows? <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like a preview for later in the show. But uh, but it's no, true. I, I but I agree with you. I, I mean, it was nice to see that fire and see some of these young guys. Tolliver was my was the big one for me. I, I just he stood out to me all game. And yeah. and honestly, the the penalty, yeah, okay. But if he doesn't take that penalty, it's a touchdown. So, I mean, ah, uh, bar. Well, I guess he. He was hauling him out of bounds. He could have done it a little bit nicer for sure, but 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 I mean, but he caught him. On the other hand, he caught him, yeah. which he probably shouldn't have. So, uh, yeah, he Tolliver really stood out for me, actually. So um, the other one that stood out for me was Moncrief. Um, and yeah. Mike, you and I were two weeks in a row about that. Yeah, he's yeah. he's really stood out on uh, in that linebacking core. So. Uh, it's it's really nice to have some positives to talk about. And uh, overall, like you said, not the result we want, but hey, uh, it, w- it wasn't all like, oh yeah, they just gave up. So uh, I'll take it. I'll take it for the time being. Um, we now, will. there were some bads, but before before we talk about some of the bads, I got to talk about my WTF. And my WTF oh, is... Oh, come on. Okay, and I'm going to steal a line from um, our, our good friend, uh, Brian Desjardins. Um because he said he's seen butterflies land on lily pads <laughs> lighter than that. How does that be get called DPI? Like seriously, I got nothing. <laughs> it's just I think it was the angle, right? It was just the angle of the ref 
and from where he stood, it looked like it could have been, so he called it. And I, I just don't understand why the command center didn't do something. They've done it in many games Agreed. before. Agreed. Inside that, that time frame, the end of the game. Now, the only mm-hmm. thing that I wonder is if they didn't get involved because it wasn't ruled an interception. It was... But they've done it before. I No, I, I agree. They've corrected penalties. You're asking for the command center to be consistent, Mike. Come on. <laughs> I know. What was I thinking? Lost my head. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like you're going to lose your hair later in the week. No, I'm, I'm just... No, it's just... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I mean, holy, I don't even know how to, I, I didn't even know where to start with that. When it happened, that is not pass interference. And um, it was an excellent sell job though. Like, oh, for sure. Shaker Baker, as Nathan calls him, had a wonderful <laughs> slide there um, to, to get that. I mean, you're right though. The angle was perfect. But I'm surprised nothing happened with it. And I'm not going to – they didn't lose because of that. I got, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they oh. lost because of that. But, man, that is that is a god-awful call. Um, it takes a lot of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it did – And it give, is a game changer. It did give Saskatchewan a chance to put three more points on the board, right? So – which should have been taken away. So – Oh, that's yeah. a tough one. Uh, anybody else have any WTFs from the game or just who go into some bad stuff? Yeah, I think that has to be for me. That was the obvious one. <laughs> just everybody in Edmonton and anyone in the herd was just screaming at their TV at that point. And a lot of people that weren't, you know, even yeah. some men from all across the league were like, that's just a bad call. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Quentin, what are the things that you would clean up from this game? Uh, there's a couple that kind of stick out to me. Uh, one, it seems like something we've been talking about for a long time is our, <laughs> our, our special teams is just, um, you know, Sam and I were talking about it as the game was happening and, uh, you know, we were, I was trying to explain to her that, you know, when we punt the ball to the other team and they return to runs for 15 yards before he even sees another elk. That is that's a problem, and and to me that's not. I don't. I honestly, I don't think that's coaching. I think that's just lack of hustle. I think it's lack of try, right. and um, it, it's hard to watch, right? And and the unfortunate thing is that you know when you have a forty-two man roster, you, you can't take five or six guys off of special teams and and replace them during a game, right? So um, it, that that's a big concern. The other thing that sort of stood up to me too was. I don't want to fault the guy because I think he has been improving. Taylor Cornelius, I thought he had a really good game until the final drive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that pick is just – the mistakes he's making are, are, are becoming less frequent, which is a, a big positive. But there's still, like, five bell mistakes, right? And that was uh, – that, that was – it altered the impact of the game, right? So it's just it's – a, it's a ball you can't throw at that part of the game, but – um, those would probably be the two that stood up for me, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, those are good ones. And I think you're, I think you're absolutely right with Cornelius. And, and one of the things that, uh, Mike and I were talking about after the game was just, it, I'm not sure if that's just young guy just trying to force a ball or if it's a, if it's something where it's like, like panic has set in cause he had all day to run. Um, but he also, 
you, you could have taken you have time left on the clock you had time to take the 10 yard play it didn't need to be the 25 yard play on the on first down right so um that that part was was difficult and and then mike you had said that one of the things that we we don't need is a game manager and that's kind of what that seemed right. like over the last couple of games is that kind of where you were right. feeling yeah, I mean, you want someone who's going to lead the team. I mean, we've obviously been spoiled, especially with the Mike Riley era being so recent, on someone who will take over a game and he will lead the team down versus just making sure we don't lose. We want someone who's going to go out there and win the game. Um, can Cornelius be this? I don't know. But I'd like to see them give him a chance to do it at very least instead of... It just seems like they're a little, I don't want to say snake bit, but overly cautious anyway because they're just so afraid of making mistakes and it's going to cost us the game and and you need someone that's just going to go out there be loose and and just say no i'm going to take this game you saw the swagger that someone like a duke williams has we Mm -hmm. desperately need that on this team and i don't know where it's going to come from at the moment uh hopefully someone that doesn't take a whole lot of penalties though because we have enough of those (laughs) was that your bad for the game superman that is my bad for the game. We had what ten penalties, hundred yeah, some odd yards. They had seventy. Yeah, that's just killing it. Uh, especially when we take a, a pass interference um, when we've got them stopped, and then we take a pass interference on what was it for a second and twenty five or something, mm-hmm. and then now that's first and, and ten inside the twenty. It's just we have to stop doing that at these worst times. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What was your one bad there that you had on your list, Kamish? Uh, first off, it was like I was watching a duplicate game when I watched the Elks and then the Saints because I swear to God it was the exact same game. <laughs> but mine too was the penalties. What is with both my teams and taking those stupid, silly penalties at the worst time and then the other team capitalizing on them. I think that's the biggest thing is now we got a touchdown, a field goal. Like there's points being capitalized on these penalties that are so avoidable and silly. Like Darius Williams, why? Why? But I get it. Like they just need to calm down, relax, and settle in. Um, so mine was penalties too, but I actually – I agree with um, the Cornelius thing and what you said, Andrew, panic was the first word that came to my mind. Uh, he's great and he can whip that. He whips that ball like a freaking bullet. Like he is. Uncle Rico. For sure. Like, holy crap. Holy crap. Lucky. Like, he nails it. But the thing I notice is when he drops back in the, in the pocket, he's very agile and quick. But he panics. He doesn't relax back into it and and look for his players and and just I don't, there's just you can tell he's young and he panics and he tries to use his speed and sometimes that just does not help him because he jets that ball off and he doesn't actually look at where he's going possibly. But I think when he drops back, he just needs to relax into that position and take control rather than being anxious. That's just what I again. I'm not a professional. I've never been a quarterback. But just seeing some different, like, I swear, the Saints and the Elks are like mirrors right now. And I'm like, wow, that happened to Cornelius too. But that's, that's, but the penalties are my, my killer. My killer. Ugh. 
That's fair. And here, now everybody, come to the Turf District, come for the football talk, stay for the Napoleon Dynamite references. It's outstanding. Right. I did appreciate all of those. That's That was amazing. Cut up some steak. Because <laughs> oh, we have to feed Tina? What's going on? <gasps> everybody goes. Next week, <laughs> Commissioner's got a side ponytail. It'll be great. <laughs> Your Blue mom did well in college. Seven. Wait. What? <laughs> God, I love that movie. So good. Yeah, mm, I could. Yeah. It is so great. Uh, I can't, can't imagine. Uh, the YouTube comments are going to be amazing. And it is time for the YouTube comments. Uh, Mike, what do you got for us? Uh, let's just see here. We've got some uh, the usual gang of suspects in here. We've got some new people. This is great. Uh, so Chris Agar wants to know, uh, what's this win we speak of? He vaguely remembers it. Um, yeah, I mean, let's face it. We got to go back to Labor Day for the last one. Um, uh, and you know, yeah. once upon a time, it was still we should good. start all the history segments. Once upon a time, were we? Um, <laughs> I hope you do. Andrea Van D is in. I'm oh. here. It's happening live. Gasp! Oh. Exclamation! O M G! Uh, I don't <laughs> quite get the panache that she would, but you get my eye drift here. Yes. Um, Tim Capper is admiring Kayla being in cinema mode tonight. Ooh. It is very, uh, yes, yeah, very widescreen, very letterbox. It's very nice. I can't uh, see what's going on. <laughs> that's even better. It looks amazing. Uh, Coach Vic uh, really appreciates the your current situation is not your final destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, big one for sure. Uh, then we had lots of uh, audio problems, and then it sounded Sorry. good. And then I had audio problems, and then it sounded good. Uh, Tim Capper is wondering who the extra five players that Edmonton activated are. And I think it was Laguda, Philip Renfro, Walker, and Wilder. Right. Uh, Costigan is coming in for Casher, just subbing in for that straight across. So those are the extra five. Uh, Coach Vic is uh, saluting uh, a Central Alberta hero, number 27 in your program, <laughs> number one in your hearts, Tanner Green. Ooh, Kobe Godwin is, woo, 27. Yay. Is it? Yeah, the helmet's right there. I can't see. Well, oh, yeah, we well can't I'll, see it. I'll have to put in the... We'll have to trust Yeah, you can trust me. Yeah, it, uh, trust me. It's there. Give me a moment. You keep chatting, and I'll, I'll find a way to make this happen. We'll see if we can find it. Uh, too bad there was, you know, we couldn't change the... Uh, the uh, other camera, the Wilson cam. Uh, you mean uh, like this? Coach, there it is. The magic. Wilson cam is there, but there's the helmet right there. Ta-da! Yay. Outstanding. Yeah, well, that's you know, a beauty. Don't say I didn't give you anything. Okay, go ahead, Mike. It's a beauty. Um, where were we? Uh, Coach Vic uh, does like positive Kayla. This is very exciting. Wow. We all like positive um, Kayla. <laughs> Tim Capper uh, is shocked that Toronto is giving a healthy scratch to Boris Bede, as our, our good friends at the Alouettes flight deck would say. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's quite shocking to me as well. But uh, I guess yeah, they're like, ah, you can rest. But they're resting like everybody. Like it's that's what they're we're, saying. We're playing a fifty percent of their start team. So if we don't get and the win tomorrow yeah. night, like. That will be shocking. <laughs> I held that uh, long yeah, Ken Ludwig just for is, Bill. Yeah. Just for Bill. Yeah. Uh, Ken Ludwig is saying that he's hearing there's a large injured list in Toronto right now. 
Uh, and then was uh, giving props to Dalen Tolliver, saying he looked a lot like he did in Calgary on Labor Day at his big uh, coming out party. No, it doesn't sound right. Um, uh, no. You know, his his debut. <laughs> his big debut. He and Ernest Edwards both had uh, a great game on Labor Day, and he's yes. continued it on. That uh, chemistry he has with uh, our, our current quarterback is outstanding. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully, yeah, but- he Cornelius can do it again. And the drive is just there. Like I, I, yep. I really like watching his his play. And and did you notice? Like he was, he caught a couple of balls while he was running. I don't know if you know we we can actually yeah. do that. I guess it's weird. I didn't think that was allowed. Yeah, I've seen either. other teams do it, but I didn't think it was. Us. Yeah. Oh well, we'll hope for more of that. Wasn't the elf way. Um. <laughs> so, Tim Capper says that the command center can't even be transparent. And Ken Ludwig says that was an absolute homer call for the Riders, talking about the uh, the DPI on that uh, turnover that wasn't. Yeah, well, and you know, the funny thing is I've, I've seen a lot of that. I don't know that it's specific to the Riders all the time. Like, I hate, I don't like saying stuff like that. I, I, but the command center in general, come on, guys. Yeah, it's, it is mystifying. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. It was so bad, even Glenn Suter didn't like the call. I mean, now, you know it's, it's bad. That when. doesn't tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, Kobe Godwin says, at least they didn't try to kick, re-kick a two-point convert this game. So there's some positives here. <laughs> That's a good, thanks, Kobe. Yeah. Kobe is a, uh, is a dad on uh, uh, Riley's football team. So his son oh, is Riley. So, yeah. So it's awesome that he's nice. tuning in. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so Ken Ludwig is saying that Cornelius pick is something he has been known for going back to college. And of course he also did it in the XFL. There were several drives at the end and it just, I think it's something that hopefully you can learn as you get more comfortable with the game and the game maybe slows down for you and you're not panicking because there's, you know, 40 seconds left in the clock and you've got to score a major kind of thing. So I don't know if you would have been as pressured maybe if we were only down by two, right? Knowing you just have to get in a field goal range, right? And that interception would have made that difference. So um, Tim Capper was wonders, is anyone surprised Arbuckle didn't get the start? Um, me personally, I'm not surprised he didn't get the start. I'm surprised he's not on the roster, though. Yes. I thought he might be in for taking over that Prukop spot because he did do short yardage stuff in Calgary. So he is quite used to it. So I'm not sure what the plan is there. I know he hasn't had a lot of practice time and they're not doing a lot of practice now because they're playing games, but... Yeah, it's a little curious. Yeah, it, I'm assuming at least the depth chart today. They, they did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Corn Dog starting again. Yeah, and Prukop is backing him up. So there's no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was shocked actually. I thought for sure Arbuckle was going to start one of these games against either Toronto or BC, and and it doesn't look that way. Maybe BC. I mean, it's his last shot. Yeah. I'm I'm just surprised if it's someone that they're going to they are confident enough that they're going to re-sign and upgrade that third round pick to a second round pick, and then not play him. Uh, yeah, it's weird asset management as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, I'm stealing that line from yes. Paul Rector, but it is it is true. It's weird. Yeah, the Elks move in mysterious ways. Um, wow, thanks you too. All right. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to start calling well, you Bono. Yeah, <laughs> Super fan Bonner. Shall we? Yeah. I get the big weird glasses. And, you look just um, like him. Coach yeah. Vic. I do. Yeah. I get that a lot. 
Yeah, that's what um, I mean. <laughs> Coach Vic says, when you really want to win, sometimes you push it. Cornelius did that instead of being patient, and I think that just sums it up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Ken Ludwig has a couple here to end it off. Arbuckle needs a start before the end of the season, and it concerns me that Arbuckle is not getting anywhere on the active roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you're going to sign somebody, you'd think at least put him on the active roster. He may not take a snap, yeah. but something. Anyway, it's interesting. And then Coach Rick has one last positive there at the end. Uh, I have a feeling this week may be a win just because they're playing the practice roster. So there you go. Yeah, it's a positive. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, positive. Yep. Positives. There we go. Uh, super fan. <laughs> also, Bill. There we go. I'm, I keep putting his name in there so the cues are there for him to make the gifts. It'll be outstanding. There we go. Um, we're going to have lots this week. After the eye roll from Kayla oh, yes. last week, which was unreal. It was amazing. We'll Gem. Keep, keep those up. Um, Superfan, you got some uh, horrid items for us? Yeah, I got a few things that came in this week. I thought I'd sort of share and see maybe people might find them kind of interesting. I guess we're going to find out, right? So um, first thing that came in, is a uh, now this I don't know what this is I've never seen anything like it in 2004 2005 and I've shown this before they put out some five by seven uh, cards of players just player cards quite large sized um, and I got one in today and in 2008 they put out one of Kabongo but it seems to be kind of a smaller version so I don't know if you oh. can kind of make that out that's yeah so that's more of that's a cool. I don't know what that is maybe a three by six kind of thing. Um, I mean, it's the same style. I know that this came out a few years later, so maybe they shrunk the style. It is blank on the back, but uh, either way, it's a great picture of Kabongo for sure, and he was definitely a fan favorite at the time. That is um, awesome. I, I wish they would yeah. bring those kind of things back, like the, the five well, by actually seven they have. shots, right? They did? <gasps> uh, the the kids this year that were around the Knothole Gang were getting cards. Mm. Uh, I haven't gotten it yet, but I know someone say a certain nine-year-old that has gotten a few. So we're going to see if we can find it. So we'll see. Interesting. Uh, speaking of cards, um, in 1962, so when I was but a young nothing, um, uh, the uh, brand Tops put out CFL cards from 58 through uh, 65. Uh, and in 62, they thought they did something a little weird where every card was a standard card size, but it was perforated down the middle and you got two cards with every card if that makes oh. any sense. Uh, to give you an example, so here is one of uh, Dave Mann from Toronto and Joe Bob Smith from Edmonton. And the point Joe is you would Bob. take it and you would cut it in half. You would have two little half-size cards. So that was kind of cool. Uh, they're very rare in that sort of combined um, together uh, version. Here's yeah. one of Jim Shipka and Bill Smith. People oh. in Edmonton may remember who was our uh, former mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, much later in life. So we've had lots of politicians on the team between uh, premiers and uh, lieutenant governors and mayors. And then the last one here is Gino Fracas, who is now in the Hall of Fame, and Ooh. Don Getty, who is on the Wall of Honor. So I've had these all before 
in individual cards, but I don't have a whole lot of these combined together. So I think there's about 30 different combinations with Edmonton players. So I've been seeking those out, and a few of those came in. Uh, and a last couple here. Um, in 94, who remembers back in the days before cell phones, back when you had to have, like, pay phones? And you wanted to call somebody, and it was really expensive, whether it was from home or whatever, you'd get calling cards. Okay, yes, calling- I do remember that. Maybe? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. in 94, the CFL put out some stuff, and it would look similar to this. So there's the envelope that would come in with that uh, lovely 1994, is that the Grey Cup? Yeah, yeah the Grey Cup, Grey yeah. Cup Festival in Vancouver, and all the teams sort of had them. There's the BC Lions, Ooh. the Calgary Stampeders, whatever team that is, I can't pronounce <laughs> it, uh, Winnipeg. <laughs> Toronto Argonauts, and now some kind of cool ones. The um, Baltimore CFL footballers. Oh, the old Baltimore right, because footballers, awesome. started off as the Colts, and then they were told they can't use the name Colts anymore. Um, and the Shreveport Pirates. Nice. Uh, Shreveport. That is still and then, a great of course, logo. The, I got it for that one there. So, very kind of cool. And then, lastly, uh, in 53. Um, there was a, a company, it was a Northern Alberta Photography or something, put out uh, postcards. And there was a postcard for every team. Uh, and one thing they also put out was this lovely shot of, hopefully we can see it there, of Clark Stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was, on the back it talks about uh, Edmonton being the 1952 Western Champions. So this is just before of course, the four, the three in a row, fifty-four to fifty-six. So uh, nice to get a nice shot of Clark Stadium, and you can see the giant space on the top there, uh, where we have another stadium these days. So, <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! Holy cow! Yeah, that's so a cool just shot. A, like I said, a few things that came in. Yeah, like I said it's it's you don't have a whole lot of shots of Clark from back then, especially in color. So no. it was kind of neat to get. Oh man, that's that's fantastic! And as usual, um, it was uh, so many interesting things coming from the horde. Yes, just random stuff, as we call it. <laughs> but we love it. But we love it. Uh, there we go. Now this week we have two games to set up. That's right, one show, two, two games to set up. Yes, because we play tomorrow night, and then we play once again on Friday night. So tomorrow night we've got the Argos at BMO. Uh, it's a five thirty uh, Mountain Time start. Um, in the first one, we know Argos have clinched the East. Um, yes. In my notes, I said I would bet they rest a lot of players this week. Yep, I was right there. Sure did. Yep, they pretty much have got all their backups in. Um, uh, okay, so first question, does that give the Elks an advantage? Oh, it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you answered that just as I thought you might, Mike. That was good. Um, so the Argos have been great at home. Um, they're obviously coached well. Chris Jones is still running the defense, no matter whether it's a uh, backup guys or, or starter guys. So, uh, Quentin, give me your keys to the game here for the Elks. How do we, how do we pull out this win against the Argos? Uh, ball control. I think, uh, our defense has been on the field a lot longer than they need to be. I think that's, that's going to be key. It's, we need some, some two and outs. Um, you know, field position is going to be a big one too, uh, and and minimize turnovers. We were talking earlier about uh, the pick from Cornelius at the end of the game. If uh, if if he keeps progressing the way he has been, we're going to be in a good spot because I, I 
Toronto doesn't really have a lot to play for. I think that they're just they're looking at people now in different positions and and seeing how they fit in. And and uh, I think the opportunities there now is it's gonna we're gonna find out uh, who actually wants to step up and and seize the opportunity uh, from from an Elks perspective. So um, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I agree. Well, 24 mm. hours from this moment as we are recording it, not while people are listening mm. to the podcast, but as we are recording it live, we will know the result of this, which is nuts considering we're recording on a Monday night. But that's, that's yes, uh, so weird. It's uh, old school. Exactly. Exactly. Super fan. Um, your thoughts on uh, some keys for us. Uh, we got to control the line of scrimmage um, because they are putting in their backup quarterback uh, as the starter in Antonio, former Edmonton Elk or Edmonton football team player, Antonio Pipkin. Um, the famous uh, Irish cute quarterback, uh, O Pipkin? Yes. Yes. That's right. Perfect. Antonio okay. Pipkin. Um, <laughs> you've got to make sure he has to stay in the pocket, make him one dimensional. Um, and you've got to keep Cornelius upright. So if you can control the line of scrimmage, then you are going to win this game. And, and I think it just it comes down to something as simple as that. Yeah, Simple absolutely. in theory, anyway. <laughs> it's a, that was a good we'll qualifier. We'll see in practice. Excellent qualifier. Kamish? Uh, yeah, I mean, take what you did in this game and exaggerate on it. The only thing you can exaggerate on is the penalties, which you need to control and have some self-discipline. And I think just play wisely. I mean, if you are going up against a practice roster, in theory, once again you should be able to pull the win out. But we are talking about the Elks, so we'll see. But I just take what you did, transfer to this game, and reduce your penalties and just play like wise players should. Mm, I like that. I like that. Um, I also will uh, – I, I think my only key to the game now, because we talked about it before, is uh, wishbone so I can see Mike do the wishbone dance. Yep. That, that's that's, that'll, that's what'll win wins. the game right there. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, they both start with the WI. Come on now, wishbone and win. There we go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're three quarters. No, that's two thirds of the way there. So that's like farther than Bon Jovi, which is outstanding. Right. That's what we needed. You think he'd be uh, there by now? You think? Yeah. <laughs> it's been quite a while. I mean, he's been a half halfway right. there for a very long time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Second game, second game, uh, third game in seven days. So there are going to be some sore, sore, sore people um, as we take on uh, the BC Lions. BC Place, eight thirty Mountain Time on Friday. D- do they have anything left for this game, uh, or is it because it's the last game of the year? It just doesn't matter, and you know that you're going to have recovery time afterwards. Like does. Like simple vote. What, what do you, what do you, do you think they have anything left for the game? Uh, Kamish, let's start with you this time. You have to, you have to, I, this is your I job. Answer. I yeah. mean, you, you need, I, it's a tight, tight schedule. I get it. But I mean, you're a professional athlete. This is what you do. This is what you train for. Not necessarily three games in a week, but if you want to keep that job, if you want to prove something from yourself to yourself, to your coaches, to your team, Everything you got to find it in the tank. You just have to, and if you don't, well, are you right for the team? All right, that's fair. Super fan. 
we have what 16 17 players on the practice roster we have enough bodies especially people that are super hungry to play so mm-hmm. uh you know you can get those guys in here and play to give the other guys a chance to rest um we're going up against nathan rourke not mike riley uh we have done very well against bc in the last five years including this year so i just don't see a reason why you can't win and here's an idea why don't we at quarterback put in the obvious choice case cookus i'm just saying <laughs> put him in there see what he can do <laughs> Absolutely. Or or Arbuckle. You know, whatever. Yeah. Whoever. Somebody. Give us all a chance to be a pirate next week. Put Arbuckle Arr. in. Uh, Arr. International Talk Like a Pirate Day, September 19th. Put it on your calendar. God, I hope he's still <laughs> on the roster. And if they don't have a game oh. on that day, it's a it's a, it's a tragedy. Crime. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It is. The PR department has completely failed. That's right. Uh, Quentin, what do, you, what do you think about this second game in uh, in a matter of a few days? You know, it's, I mean, it's easy for me to say as, as a non-professional athlete, but um, you only have so many opportunities as a player to cross the stripe and play the game, right? And, you know, the average professional football career is, I think, three years, right? So um, if, if you can't get motivated just by that and not knowing when your last play or last game is going to be, then you're, you probably shouldn't be playing. So I'm gonna, really going to be watching on that line tomorrow's game and Friday's game to see who those players are, right. That, that step up and say, look, um, this is what I do for a living. This is how I feed my family. And, and, uh, uh, you know, Derek Monkleaf had a great, a a great uh, quote last week. And he said, every day is a resume day. Every day we play ball. It's, it it gets, we, it's something that shows up on our resume. So you have to play that way. so I'm hoping that that will be the response, you know, and the eternal optimist in me says that if we win tomorrow and if we win on Friday, we finish ahead of BC in the standings, right? So there's that, right? Um, <laughs> we would end up tied. We'd have the same record, but we'd have the tiebreaker, right? So yeah. um, there's a positive to look at, right? So yeah. Um, and to Mike's point, we have we have enough bodies around too. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be sure. an issue, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just so that you guys know, the Wilson cam is on because Wilson just joined me, and he just finally got. His oh, cone there's off. He just finally got his cone off today. Yay! So he's very excited. He's very. Uh, he's Who's a good boy? Oh yeah, he's a good boy. That's right. Hey puppy. Oh yeah. Um, I met you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Wow, I'm gonna blush. Wow, it's crazy. Um, now it's funny because we have Toronto like tomorrow and they're playing a practice roster we have bc on the opposite end of things where they haven't made the playoffs we already know that they're not making the playoffs on friday we know work is starting are we going to see a whole bunch of second level guys there as well do you think like that's going to happen the same way maybe it will for us oh interesting yeah could be could be yeah um i mean yeah maybe we want a better pick in the draft I'm kidding. Whose PR is um, better? <laughs> Whose PR? <laughs> Go Diego. Yay. Drake. Right. He should play. He should play. Come on. I got, he needs to play. We need to see that. He, he was on the plane. Oh, come on. We all want to cheer for Diego. Come on. Everyone gets chocolate. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Then my last, my last question is if they win in Toronto, do you think it's a higher likelihood they carry that over to win in BC? Uh, 
or do you think that they come down and lose in BC or vice versa? If they lose in Toronto tomorrow, if they win or lose in Toronto tomorrow, does it affect the outcome of the game in BC or does it affect who, how they play in BC on Friday? Quentin, what do you think? I think it'll probably come down to how the game transpires. I think, you know, you look at the last game against Saskatchewan and, and the end result was not there, but there was a lot of positive takeaways there. So, um, it, it, I mean, if you can build off that, and again, to my, my earlier point about you only have so many opportunities to play. I mean, if, if they end up losing tomorrow and then, you know, Friday comes around and, and uh, you know, some of these guys, it might be their last professional football game, right? right. Realistically, it, it could very well be, right? So, um, how do you want that to be remembered? So, you know, I, I think w- being where we are in the standings, I, I don't think either one, I mean, obviously a win would do, uh, you know, a great deal for morale and, and, uh, and, and the energy around the organization. So I don't, but ultimately I don't see it making a huge difference personally, but I guess we'll see how it transpires and, and how we play tomorrow. I think we'll, we'll dictate a lot of it. It's fair. Super fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, I think if you can win the game in Toronto, it doesn't matter who you're playing. You're still playing another team that, as Quentin said, is playing for money, playing for pride. Regardless of whether they're PR guys or second stringers, they're still playing as hard as they can. So if you can win that game, that's going to carry over into the BC game um, as well. If it's the last game for some of these players, and it's not just the the fringe guys or maybe the guys that are lesser known, some of the veteran guys, this could be their last game as a professional. And as Quentin says, like, let's go out on top, you know, no guts, no glory, right? Fortune favors the bold, whatever cliche you want to throw in there (laughs) to get them excited. You got to use it and, and have them play as if it's their last game for some of them. It will be. Yeah, Absolutely. Kamish, you're on the same page there? Yeah. I mean, at this point, you kind of hold your own fate in your hands, and it's do you want it or don't you? Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. All right. Let's get into our pickums, shall we? Um, we've got some uh, fun ones. Of course, we don't uh, pick the Elks games, but uh, Quentin, if you want to start thinking now about a, a prop bet that we would use for uh, the Elks this week, you have lots of fun ones to do, especially being that we have two games. Uh, oh, Mike's already thought up like a bunch. I could tell. Uh, oh, but, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, you think of one and then, uh, and then we'll set a line and kind of go from there. But in the meantime, we'll pick the other games. Uh, so of course, the first game this week is the Tuesday game tomorrow, but the first game on the weekend uh, is the early game on Friday, which is Ottawa in Montreal to take on the Alouettes. Uh, Quentin, how do you see this game going down? Well, if you're in Montreal and you can't get motivated by this game, I mean, it's uh, a home, home playoff game was on the line. Um, Trevor Harris has been playing uh, fairly well uh, with his new club. I I, I don't see a, a scenario where this game should be close, so I'm I'm taking Montreal. All right, super fan. Yeah, yeah uh, there are two teams that have something to play for this week between Hamilton and Montreal, both wanting that home playoff date. So I think that of all the teams, they are going to do whatever it takes to get out there and win this game and get that home playoff game. So. I just don't see Ottawa winning another game this season. And unfortunately that's, this could be the end of it. All right. Fair enough. Kamish. 
Well, I mean, the Red Blacks aren't playing the Elks, so I think their likelihood of winning is very slim. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. It's really hard to pick against Montreal, a team that's clicking even without Vernon Adams. But with Trevor Harris, he seems found a little something special with that team, which is amazing to see. And I'm just, the only thing I can think of is, can you imagine them actually losing this game? No. So, Montreal. All right. Fair enough. Uh, We're going to go clean sweep there. I'll pick Montreal as well. Uh, Next one. Or queen sweep. Queen sweep is fine too. Yeah. (laughs) That's different. It's totally different. It's, I'm sure there's a chess move called that, isn't it? Sure. I gotta go watch him. Watch, watch go the Queen's back Gambit watch again. The Queen's Gambit again. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. both went for the same joke at the same time. Well done. Yep. Um, okay, Saskatchewan versus Hamilton. The other t- uh, the other game, I guess, that has something on the line uh, with Hamilton playing a- as well for a home playoff game. Uh, Super fan, who you got? Yeah, uh, again, I-, I sort of see Hamilton taking this one as well because they are going to need to win it if they want to hope at a, uh, a home playoff game. So Saskatchewan at this point, I think, is going to rest a lot of their players. Uh, there was a bit of a scare with Duke Williams at the uh, near the end of that game where he, I mean, I have no idea how he came back from that. Me either. Like, that looked atrocious. Yeah. Um, but that's Duke Williams, right? Sometimes it's just, uh, is that a smart thing to do? Maybe not. But uh, the, the game was still in question, so he came in and he made sure he helped. So, but uh, now they might be like, you know what? We don't want that happening again. We're going to rest him. So, yeah. not going to play that much. When did the starters come out? When you already have your playoff spot locked up? Are they going to come out? This is what all the fantasy players are, are debating right now: is yeah. who are you taking? Because you might take one quarter of snaps and then you're out for the rest of the game. So, we'll see. Hamilton. Yeah, fair enough, Commissioner. This is in the hammer too, right? Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. With Saskatchewan winning their home playoff game in the the semi-west final, I can't imagine that they're going to be playing their starters much, if at all. If at all. But, I mean, it's hard to go against Hamilton when they need this win, especially in the hammer. So I have to agree with Mike, and I'm going with Hamilton. Oh, it was only. Sorry, I thought. <laughs> I was like, wow, Almost. we're going to go through without her saying it. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Holy <laughs> Mazzoli for me as well. Let's, uh, yeah, it's pro- it's got to be got to be Hamilton there. I'm, I'm quite sure of it. Uh, Quentin? Yeah, same thing. I, I got to be honest about the Riders. I, I'm not a believer in that team at all. I, I they've, they've got some holes. Uh, they're very inconsistent. And they're playing probably one of the hottest teams in the CFL in the playoffs in the first round in Calgary. It's not a good matchup for them. Um, so that being said, I don't, I don't see them uh, putting up a, a, a big fight against Hamilton. It's, I, I think Hamilton wins it going away for sure. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, uh, I'm excited because uh, Kamish said they were going to play in the semi West final. So I wasn't sure if that was going to be like in Morden <laughs> or something. Cause it's not quite well, West or yeah. You were talking about Calgary, you know, being the hot team. Calgary hasn't won a playoff game in uh, Regina since 1971. (laughs) Interesting. Now, to be fair, Regina didn't host a whole lot of playoff games. So, (laughs) you know, uh, I think they've only played there twice since like 2007, 2009. So it sounds a lot worse than it is. But uh, still, yeah, it's been 50 years. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. That. 
That might make for some fun conversation next week. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, all right. Uh, the other game that is going on this weekend, uh, the teams that have nothing to play for anymore, it's Winnipeg versus Calgary. Uh, Winnipeg taking a, a, a loss last week against Montreal. Uh, I wonder if that will uh, fire them up a little bit more for this week, but uh, we shall see. Uh, Commissioner, who you got in this one? I don't have to choose, so it's great. I have to go to Winnipeg. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> it's worked out pretty well for you this nope. year, actually. Yeah. I know. I don't have to choose Calgary ever. It's awesome. Great. <laughs> oh, the anti-Ryan. That's right. Anti-Ryan. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I am, I'm going to actually say Winnipeg comes back with a bounce back game after last week. I think they're going to actually start a few more starters knowing that they're actually going to have the bye week afterwards uh, going into the playoffs. So uh, maybe not all of them, but I do think that you probably see Colorado at least for half uh they don't want to have them that whole balance of rest versus rest right so um i i think winnipeg and their d find a way to make sure that they close the season off properly quentin i'm gonna go with calgary um <gasps> and the only reason that i That's think uh, yes. no i'm kidding <laughs> no, no i know i just you know i you got to respect Dickinson as a coach, and, and he's they just in the Huffman gym. They just have a system there where they it's just plug and play, next man up. Um, so I think that'll be that'll be on display. I think this weekend, um, even if they rest a bunch of the starters, you know, if it's uh, you know a lot of the second tier uh, backups get in there, I think the engine will still roll. And I think when either one, either team really has a lot to play for, but I think um, it'll probably be a close game. Maybe Calgary wins by a field goal type of thing, and. Uh, 11 to 8 or 14 to 11 or something like that. Kind of a crazy game, but uh, I think Calgary's going to win. Okay. Super fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've seen, you're talking about plug and play, but you're also plugging in a lot of guys that have come back recently that had a ton of success previously. Trey Roberson got re- introduced recently. Uh, Reggie Bagleton had a monster first game back. Uh, I think that these guys are going to need some reps. And they are phenomenal all-star players, and they are going to feast, I think, on a Winnipeg team that, like you say, hasn't got a lot to play for other than just knocking off some rust and getting into that uh, bye week when the uh, other teams have to beat each other up. So they're like, let them beat each other up, and then we'll take the the winner and hopefully win that one. So, uh, yeah, I think Calgary's going to take it. Okay. Ooh, split down the middle. That's fun. Excellent. Yeah. Can I actually one second? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I usually don't have anything nice to say about Calgary, but <laughs> I must say, I must say, I really, really enjoyed Reggie on the field, but also his um, on the side interview. Was it halftime coming back on the field? Yeah. Yes. Matt, what humility that guy had. And just like a, you could tell, he just was so excited to be back on the field playing in the CFL that made my heart grow so large. And I'm like, crap, no, I like a player from Calgary. Dang it. So props to you, Reg. It's actually Ooh. great to see you back in the CFL. Ooh, that is a, that is a nice shout out. And you're right. Not typical for a Calgary player. So that's right? true. Yeah. Very humble. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Hey, so when it happens, we recognize it, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Quentin, you got a prop bet for us this week. 
So are we talking about just for the game tomorrow? Is that nope. what we're looking at? You can you can pick one for just the game tomorrow. You can pick one for both games combined. You can pick one for the BC game. You can do whatever you like. Let's just stick with tomorrow because <laughs> we'll see. It might be a war of attrition going into Friday. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do something somewhat simple, I guess, or it might be tricky, but we'll do passing yards from our friend Taylor Cornelius. All right. Passing oh, yards ooh, for tomorrow. For tomorrow against Oof. Toronto and their backups are going to be playing. Uh, let's go with, uh, 234 and one half yards. So over under (laughs) Taylor Cornelius at 234 and a half. Uh, let's go opposite way this time because, uh, Quentin picked it. So Kamish, you get to go first. I'm just looking up what he had last game. 224. 224. And the week mm-hmm. before, he had 235 or 6 or something like that. Let's 322. Just... Was it 322? Oh, oh I'm, was it the week before then? I knew it was right in that. Yeah. Like, he's always been right around that 230 range, so that's why I picked that. So he did have the one big okay. game. That's right. Sorry about that. Yeah, a couple. Let's stay positive and go over. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, then. Super fan. Yeah, I'm going over. He had uh, 334 versus Ottawa, uh, and he had 322 versus Saskatchewan two weeks ago, uh, or a week and a half ago now, because we're only a couple of days <laughs> into the week. Um, I think he's going to go over. He's playing up against uh, Toronto's backups, while uh, Chris Jones is going to probably throw uh, the kitchen sink at him. Uh, I think he's going to roll out, use his legs a bit, and get some more yards, so I'm going to go over. Okay. Quentin? I am also going to go with the over. I think um, he's got a couple up more weapons um, dressing tomorrow, so that'll be big. I think uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to use the running backs both Wilder and Fletcher if they're both in the lineup tomorrow. Um, they'll, they'll be dishing the ball off, so I, I'm going to go with over on that as well. Yeah, I, I'm hoping for the wishbone dance. So I'm going to say under. That's right. <laughs> we got three running backs going in tomorrow. That's right. See? Yeah. Run, run, Bruce Anderson. Run the ball. Yep. Run the ball. Run the ball. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Under it. Is. I had just as if you want a bonus, a bonus prop bet. Oh. How about this? Okay. Let's Go. do it for both games combined. Number of quarterbacks who take a snap for Edmonton. <laughs> wow. Let's set it at two and a half. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'll take the under, Commissioner. So your Arbuckle not going in? Nope. No. Nope. No. I don't think so. I don't think you will. Actually, if you put it at two and a half, I, yeah. No, I'm still going to say under. Yeah, Commish. I'd like to see him at least. Me too. I just don't. I, everything that this team has done in the last few weeks has told me he's not playing. True. True. Uh, let's say, yeah, I, I, I want to see three, so we'll, we'll do over. I want to see all three. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Super fan. I decline the answer to the question. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you just plead the uh, fifth on a podcast? Yeah. Oh well, if we had a fifth, but we don't that's have a fifth. True. So. That's fair. Yeah. Um, 
No, I, I mean, I would love to see him play. I'm just not entirely sold on the fact that we are. He, we did bring him on the plane, though. So I think there is an opportunity for him to go in on a limited playbook, not start, but maybe go in for Prukop and uh, play that second string role and and maybe take a couple of snaps, even if it's just short yardage or a couple of uh, short plays. So I'll, I'll say over. Okay. Quentin? I think the only way that our buckle comes on the field is uh, because of injury in the game tomorrow. I think that's I, – I don't – Well, tomorrow. I don't uh, – I don't exist. No, but no, I mean but if there's an injury tomorrow, then, then he'd get in on Friday, Friday right? But um, – and I, I, don't, I don't see a reason to play him on the last game. But I just – that doesn't – I don't see a reason for that. Um, so I'm going to go under – Ooh, we split this one. Mm. That's exciting. That's very cool. All right. It is. I like this. So two, two, two games, two prop bets. Look at us go. That'll be fun. Uh, let's quickly talk about uh, fantasy football, Mike. Um, I beat the other Mike from Podski Wee Wee. Uh, you beat you did. Rod from the Wood Cookie Sawcast. Uh, this week, I get Rod from the Wood Cookie Sawcast, and you have Joe from the Rouge, White, and Blue podcast. Yes. Um, lots, lots of fun races, um, and the race for first is crazy uh, with me and Coop just going back and forth, and there's only like four points separating us. It's Actually, if it right. wasn't for that Cornelius interception, I would have the lead. Like, it was that close. Oh. Like, it's just so dumb. Like, oh, man. It's a lot of fun, though. It's very close. Um, three-way tie right after uh, the top two there, and, and you're at the lead of that I'm in third. three-way tie. So yeah. I think we should just be shooting for an all-district final. There we go. There we go. Then Let's make it happen. Then we get the the uh, belt in the uh, either of our districts. It'll be lovely. You can have the belt. Thanks, I appreciate that. That's good. Uh, Pays to accessorize. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh my! Uh, listen, of course, to all of those great shows at cfpodnetwork.ca. Uh, let's also very quickly we'll go into this episode being brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network, uh, including a great show called Get Checkered. Do you want to guess what that's about? Chess? Probably. Oh, Oh, there you go, Kamesh. It is about F1 racing. How much do you know about F1 racing? Mm. Uh, Shanika and Caitlin didn't know a whole lot either, uh, but they're leading us through all of the races and helping us learn right along the way uh, and learning right with them. Uh, It's a fun way to learn with friends. Catch Get Checkered everywhere you find podcasts. Check out this and all the other great shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Quentin. Thank you for joining us, sir. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on and, and chat football with you. Um, I know a, a couple of months ago, I, I swung by to get my, my wristband and, and we had a, an amazing chat and all of our boys are like, when are you guys going to shut up? But uh, it was a fantastic uh, football chat with you. So um, thank you again for, for coming on. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you on socials and of course, everything to do with Pay It Forward with football. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was a great time. I always love the chat. Thank you again for for the support you've given us this entire time. It's been it's been amazing. Um, you can find us on Twitter, so it's at Pay It Forward FB, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram uh, at P4W FB on on both of those socials. 
Um, Stuffle Wallet, obviously, we're doing now. Uh, the, the deadline for nominations is going to be Friday, December 10th. So get us your nominations um, now. Uh, we have some good ones already, but we need more for sure. And that's you can do that on our, right on our website, paidforfootball.com. Um, we're going to be presenting the wallet the weekend of December 18th. So we will be taking donations right up until the 17th. So um, what was really cool about it is when we announced the, um, the initiative for the Stuff of Wallet, it was probably less than five minutes before we received our first donation, which was phenom- phenomenal, right? So super excited about that. We need more of those. So if, if you're able to, I know a lot of people are in a tough spot. Um, if you have a gift card laying around that you're not using, if you want to run to the store and, and grab one, please do. Uh, if you're in an Edmonton area, we can pick it up. We can drop it off. You can uh, throw it in the mail. And then, of course, cash is, is always uh, welcome as well uh, to our website. So we appreciate everybody's support. And uh, anything people can do to help would be, uh, be greatly appreciated, for sure. Outstanding. And as we said off the top of the show, uh, make sure you're sharing the show. Uh, retweet, um, send out the link and tag us. Let us know that you're sharing the show. Uh, you'll be entered in for one of the uh, very generous uh, Tim Hortons gift cards that uh, Pay It Forward with Football has provided. And we'll make that draw next Monday night. So thank you again for that, Quentin. Uh, it's always, always awesome to have you here. Um, super fan, where does everybody find you? They can find me uh, on Twitter. is probably the best place, at 56 Parkies. And then they can find the history segments, including lots of photos of interesting uh, items from Edmonton football past at the Edmonton uh, football history page, which is at EDM history, H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Outstanding. And Kamish, where does everybody find you? On Twitter at Duchess Lombardi. Perfect. And of course, you can follow us and and share and join in the huddle at the Turf District. That's on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Um, We're always excited to chat more with you guys. And we're gonna have two opportunities with games this week to uh, talk about some playing on the field. So uh, let's enjoy the last week of football that we have with our team playing. And uh, let's let's huddle up and and do some more chatting about it. Uh, We will be back next Monday to wrap up both of those games. Uh, Joining us again is uh, former co-host and good friend of the podcast Doug McLean. Uh, He will be in to uh, wrap up the season with us a little bit Uh, and then as we get into the playoffs we're going to uh, start bringing in a couple of other podcasters from some of those places that are actually playing playoff games Uh, and one that uh, I'm just going to give a shout out to right now Uh, it's a newer podcast that's called Let's Go Bombers Um, and the guy uh, Zach that runs it he's really fun to listen to. So um, I highly recommend checking that one out. Uh, And we're going to have him on in a couple of weeks to set up that West final. So that's going to be exciting. So uh, thanks again, everyone for joining us live on YouTube. And of course, downloading the show and sharing the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, So for Quentin, Mike, uh, I should say that right for Quentin, super fan, Mike, commissioner, Kayla and Andrew. I'm, (laughs) I'm Andrew. What am I saying? I'm Andrew. (laughs) Remember You can't get footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. Boy, I find enough ways to screw that up at the end. Oh, jeepers. <laughs>